It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We are 10 games into this massive journey called the NBA season, so we're going to take a step back, take a look at the good, the bad, and the Houston Rockets, because it's it's a Monday and it's game day. We'll get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 7th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to kind of take a step back and review where the Magic stand 10 games into the season. We're going to look at the good, the bad, and then we're going to close today's show by looking at a team very similar to the Orlando Magic that they'll face tonight in the Houston Rockets. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepix.com, promo code locked on. So we are unbelievably 10 games into the Orlando Magic season. And, and, and in many ways, it has been a season of tremendous hope, uh, a season that has already infused this franchise with a ton of energy with a ton of excitement and, and, and eagerness to see what this team can become. On the other hand, it has also been a season of extreme frustration and disappointment. Um, the only problem with being in every game is that you feel like you should have won every game. And the Magic sitting at 2-8, and eight, the same record that they had last year at this time, by the way, um, is frustrating to say the least. Um, because of how close this team can be, and the excitement uh, that seems to be ahead for this group. In reality, the Magic have been in every single one of their games this season. Outside of probably the New York Knicks game. I would say the Knicks game was the only one where the fourth quarter didn't feel like it was really uh, competitive. Um, The Magic have been down to the wire. Not every game's gotten the clutch rating from the NBA, of course, uh, but... Every game has been super competitive, and and the team has been in every single one of their games to this point this season. And so the the, the question facing the Magic is not the same question that they faced last year. The question last year was just, let's see what we have, let's throw everything against the wall and and figure it out with a new coach, with a young team, all that stuff. This year is different because 
of the focus and growth that this team wants to see. Why was I so critical after the loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder? And, and, and to some extent, I don't think I was as overtly critical um, in Saturday's game, but a lot of the same issues in Saturday's game against the Kings is because the Magic told us they would be different this year. The Magic's goals this year were very plainly spelled out. They wanted to quote-unquote level up. They wanted to take another step up, another step forward as a team, as an organization. They wanted to be about winning. And while I don't think it's fair to judge this team solely based on its record, unlike last season, their record is a part of the equation. Their record is a part of the conversation we should be having as we evaluate this team. If anything, this is a sign of how much the team has leveled up. Uh, I mean, let's 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 take that step back. Um, Wendell Carter, I think, said it after the loss of the Dallas Mavericks last week. You know, it's it's good that we are in these games. It he, he essentially said, look, we were getting blown out of these games last year. We take a punch, and it took us longer to get back into the game. If Orlando lost a 15-point lead or lost a 20-point lead and went down 10 last year, as they did against Sacramento on Saturday, that game would be over. Orlando would not, you know, would not fight back. Last year, we were praising the team for fighting to turn a 20-point, a 25-point deficit to a 12-point loss. That, that kind of stuff isn't acceptable anymore. Now we're in these games. We're fighting for these wins. We're, this team has a chance to, to win. And there is, you know, some allowance for growth and some allowance for understanding and learning. And, 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 that, and that's a big point that I have tried to draw out is like, look, especially my conversations with people online who are frustrated with where this team is at and, and the team's record. And I would say, look, I, I think that this team's going to take some bumps. They're going to they're gonna take some hard lessons. They're going to have to learn some of these things the hard way, like they did Saturday night, like they did Tuesday in Oklahoma City. Um, but the important thing is the next time they're in those situations that they do better. And again, you can argue whether that happened Saturday night, and I think that's that's a fair fair argument and fair criticism to make. Whether Saturday night was a repeat of the Oklahoma City game or a sign of growth, um, I, honestly, it, it was both to me. It was they yes they they got better, they handled that situation better than they did, but at the same time, they still need to do better. The goal now is to, the goal then is for, as I've told several people, take your lumps now, take these mistakes now, but by the time we get to February, March, April, that we're in a different place. I've told a lot of people that, you know, the hope is that by the time we get to the end of the season, we're going to look back at these games in November at this moment in time and just laugh about where the team was at and how much the team has grown. That's the ultimate goal here. And so I, 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 think, it's, I think it's really, really, really important as we, get, as, we, as we look back at these first 10 games and look ahead to, to the next 72, it, I think it's really important to not lose the forest for the trees. Yes, 
sitting in the moment and, and wins and losses matter. I'm not going to tell you not to be frustrated and not to be frustrated with the coach with Jamal Mosley's rotations and some of his coaching decisions. I think those deserve some criticism. Uh, I, I absolutely think those deserve, deserve some criticism. I don't think Mosley's put his team necessarily in the best position to win all the time. But by the same time, I also think he is seeing the force for the trees too and is trying to keep lineups together and keep groups together that will matter more, not necessarily for this year, but for the great beyond. And to, and to run these experiments that will be important later on, even if it maybe costs the team a lead here, a ga- you know, even a game here. Because as I've told several people, and, and, and I, think, I think how you're viewing these first 10 games might depend on what your expectations were for the season or, or what your final result record expectation was for the season— um, I, I've got, kind of told people, like, look, this season ain't about this season. Yes, it'd be great to make the play-in tournament. Yes, it'd be great to be competitive and playing kind of standings meaningful games, but th- that's not what this season's about. I mean, those are good things. That means you're accomplishing a lot of things you want to accomplish anyway, and the Magic are not out of those races yet. Like, don't... Just because the Magic are 2-8 and eight doesn't mean... They can't burn off five straight and they're right back in it. We are we are way too early to be watching the G League Ignite, watching uh, Metro 95. We are way too early in the season to be talking and think, thinking about that. There is still a lot to go. And, and obviously, the Magic are doing all this with a lineup full of rotation caliber players. Um, a lineup full of guys like... Uh, a lineup full of guys like, uh, uh, you know... Gary Harris, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Cole Anthony, uh, Mo Wagner even, who will help this team tremendously when they get back. Because the Magic have one of the worst benches in the league right now. Um, that, that, that's, 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 that's a big thing too. So right now, you know, where we sit here 10 games into the season. Yes, the Magic should have a few more wins. Um, I, I would say they, they probably should be 4-6. Um, yes, yes. The Magic are going to have to get a lot better, and we should expect them to and demand that they get better. They should demand that of themselves. And yes, this team still has steps to take to take those to, 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 to get where they ultimately want to be. But also, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of things to be excited about. That excitement, that energy you're feeling in the Amway Center every night for sellouts to start the season. And yes, Boston Golden State helped, but Charlotte and Sacramento sold out too. Tonight's game against Houston, I think, will be an interesting test to see just how much interest there is in the Magic attendance-wise. That excitement is real. And honestly, that's the most positive thing that we can bottle up. We're going to talk about reasons to be excited about the Orlando Magic as they continue on here at the early part of the season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, once my copy loads. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. Like today is a big day in the NBA. All thirty teams in the NBA are playing tonight. Fifteen NBA games to get you set to to help tee up and raise awareness for Election Day tomorrow here in the United States, as the league will take the day off on Tuesday. Um, but this is. A great day to play daily fantasy sports. This is a great day because everyone's available. But if you're playing some of those traditional daily fantasy sports games, you're going up against the Sharks. And especially with every NBA game available today, 
you're going to be playing well against the machine, well against the odds, well against the house. You're going to be throwing your money away. So take control of your daily fantasy sports and play prize picks. Prize picks is a great game because it's all about you versus the numbers. PrizePix provides daily projections on points, rebounds, assists for the NBA, plus tons of other sports too, including the NFL, college basketball, which starts today as well, and a whole bunch more. You pick two to three players and you determine whether they're going to get over or under more or less than their prize picks projections. And if you get all of them right, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus projections. It's a test of your skill not a test of your skill versus a bunch of others. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy with safe and fast withdrawals. And it's currently av- available and operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. So don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, obviously, 2-8 and eight shouldn't be a, a moment where you feel super excited. Um, like, like seriously, it's, it's, it, it's, it's not necessarily, it, it, it doesn't paint a picture of the most positive group, but it is hard to be, to not be filled with this boundless energy and positivity when looking at this magic team, because there is just, there is just so much to be excited and so much, uh, to be happy about it. And obviously it all starts with Paolo Bancaro, um, there is no discussing, no getting around this Orlando Magic team without discussing the number one pick from last year's draft. Paolo Bancaro has been fantastic. Just full stop, has been fantastic. Uh, he has done everything the Magic could have hoped for. They've moved him into a ton more pick and rolls than, than Duke ever imagined to run him in. And he has just been successful, able to score inside, outside. He looks like he will be a three-level scorer when all is said and done. He's, he's got some work to do to develop his jumper. He would admit that too. Um, but his physicality, he, I mean, we all thought that he was ready physically for the NBA, but I don't think anybody expected him to be this ready for the NBA. Um, as I wrote on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, he already looks like a bona fide star. He already looks like he belongs on an NBA floor, uh, and he's going to be make a major, major, major impact on it. It's, it's, 
it's just been impressive. Rookies, like, seriously, just take a step back and just appreciate that rookies are not supposed to do this because he's only going to get better. Defenses are going to shift around him. He's going to have to learn how to play um, different kinds of defenses now, too, because now teams have some tape. They understand what his game is like. Uh, but he is he is really, really special, guys. Um, you know, we we finally have one, you know, to, to say the least. We finally have a guy that, that just feels like you can get him the ball and he's going to make good things happen. I mean, even, even against Sacramento, um, you know, the Magic were down by three. He got the ball. Uh, drove right into De'Aaron right into De'Aaron Fox on on the lane. He got hit pretty hard. No foul was called. NBA went back and said that should have been a foul. And and so that's a three point game. Thirty some odd seconds left. You know, a big turning point in in that game. That again, again, you know, like that that NBA officiating has been hasn't been great. But like I always say, uh, good teams don't win close games. They avoid them. It's it's exactly for that. You don't want to leave anything up to chance. Uh, in these games, and, and that's that's what close games do. It's you know you got to deal with bad calls, you got to deal with missed shots, you got to deal with all that stuff. But um, nevertheless, uh, Paolo Bancaro just he's been fantastic, and you know I, I I think that it's 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 a credit obviously to how good Paolo is. Um, but I think you also have to you know as much as everyone's been been criticizing Jamal Mosley, and and I think I think some of it is certainly fair. Um, I think that you know especially concerning the Magic's injury issues, especially without a point guard right now. There are a lot of things the Magic should be doing better. There are a lot of things that the Magic should be doing to make life easier for Franz Wagner, who has struggled a little bit this season um, as he's kind of learned how to play point guard, although he has gotten a lot better at it in a very short amount of time, which is really kind of scary too. Um, there are a lot of things that that he can be doing better rotation-wise to set his team up to win better. Um, but uh, honestly... I still, you, I think you, you still, and I, and I, and I, I think I said this last year. I think I, I will still say this. I think the Magic's offense is a, a hair bit complex for what this team is, for how young this team is. I think that a little bit more structure would help them out a little bit. But having said that, I, I still think you got to give him credit for the imagination that he's had, his willingness to experiment and try things, um, and his ability, honestly, in second halves, to fixate on what is working and to stick with it a little bit longer, um, and, and to stick with it after experimenting a little bit in the first half. Um, you know, I think that I think that you do have to give him that kind of... I think you do have to give him credit for that. Um, when the Magic announced they were starting Bull Bull, uh, when, when Cole Anthony went out or when Jalen Suggs went out, um, that was a shock to a lot of people. Um, and it has worked. It has been one of the best opening lineups in the league. Orlando's gotten off to great starts in the first half. I, I, I think the lay, I, I think the understanding that hey, we've got guys who are super long, are willing to defend, were much more tied together defensively than they were than they were earlier in the season. They're able to kind of use that length and, and use the advantages of this roster to great effect. Um, you can see the magic easily when Markel Fultz comes back, just rolling with it, just putting Markel Fultz in the role that Jalen Suggs is in. And just rolling with it and seeing how it goes and seeing what it looks like with an organizer. Um, you could see the magic if Bull Bull has to miss some time going to a Jonathan Isaac or Okeke and keeping that length and size out on the floor and making that their identity. And look, this team is making tons of mistakes. Um, you know, again, I, I would argue a lot of the magic's issues are mistakes that they're making. Turnovers, fouling, um, getting sucked in a little bit too much defensively, offensive rebounding. These are all things they can control and they can correct. And 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 so to me, that part is encouraging that, you know, this team is making a lot of young team mistakes. Um, 
You know, again, turnovers are typically young team mistakes. Uh, not being able to control the pace of a game and 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 kind of um, not being able to control pace of the game and and kind of giving in to kind of the chaos of it. That's a mistake that a young team, especially a young team without a point guard, will make. This is a team that is making making all those mistakes, but they are all correctable, and they're, a lot of them are correctable with experience. So again, I, I would I would I would argue, see the forest through the trees here. Yes, there's frustrations in each individual game, and and, and I say this all the time. All of these magic games rhyme. They, they 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 may not play out the same. They may not be exactly the same, but they all seem to rhyme. They all seem to have a lot of the same themes and problems. And look, it's it's on Mosley. It's on this team to correct those problems as we move through the course of the season. But there are a lot of good things to build on. Uh, I am I'm really excited about a lot of the things that the Magic have in store and a lot of things the Magic are working and are building on here uh, over the course of this season. Um, it's it's again two and eight is not where we want to be. Two and eight is not a good record. There are a lot of mistakes. The Magic have blown double digit leads against the the Pistons, the Hawks, the Mavericks, the Thunder, and the Kings. Um, that's not good. But, you know, A, as Sam Van Gundy pointed out, teams you, you shouldn't be surprised that teams lose 15, 20-point leads with the advent of the three-point shot. And the Magic are not a good three-point shooting team. Um, with the advent of the three-point shot, uh, it is much easier to come back in those games, especially with how prevalent the three-pointer is and how much teams could punish you if you make mistakes and then, and then you know, don't get back in transition, all that stuff. Um, that... That that is a fact too. So I, I I don't think those are necessarily like bad things. Like you look at the Sacramento team, Sacramento game. Yeah, yes, Orlando should have been better. And 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 you know I think a, a made shot here, a made three there, and they stopped that run or a stop when they needed to get a stop, and they stopped that run. But at the end of the day, Orlando recovered, put themselves back in position to win that game. And you know they they made some mistakes and they made some shot selection mistakes down the stretch that young teams are going to make, and and they just have to learn from and learn what a good decision, what a good shot is late in games, and, and, and that's the biggest frustration and the biggest thing that the Magic are struggling with right now is understanding what a good shot is, what a good uh, what a good play is down the stretch, and, and how to play under that pressure. And it's something they didn't do a lot of last year. It's like 20-some-odd games last year. They're already at 8 this year. I think they're 1-7 in, in clutch situations this year. So a lot of room for growth, a lot of chances to get better, and a lot of excitement, obviously, for this team. We're going to talk real briefly about the Orlando Magic's game against Houston Rockets coming up tonight. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
So the Orlando Magic take on the Houston Rockets tonight. That is a 7.15 p.m. tip, so a little bit different than normal. Um, the NBA is playing all 30, uh, all 30 teams are playing tonight with staggered start times. Uh, so you technically could watch every single game at, at one point, or you could watch every game tip off. Um, with only having to, without without having to uh, rewind or do anything like that, um, but uh, the Orlando Magic taking on the Houston Rockets, and you know I was watching the, the Rockets game against the Wolves this morning, uh, and, and the Rockets to me are a very similar team to Orlando in a lot of ways. Um, they are super super young. They they make a ton of mistakes. They will go through long stretches where they're turning the ball over. They had. I think it was five turnovers in the last half of the second quarter, and that's when Minnesota took their lead from a comfortable like seven, six, seven, eight points out to 15, 18. Um, so, you know, that's going to be, I think, the real battle of this game is both young teams, who's going to make mistakes, who's going to take advantage of those mistakes. Um, do not sleep on Houston at all. Yes, Orlando is favored for the first time this season. Yes, Houston has only one win. Yes, Houston is 0-7 on the road this season, but this team can score. Where the Magic are built on their defense and, and have a strong defensive foundation that sometimes goes quiet because they're young and they don't know what they're doing yet, um, Houston is the mirror of that. They are a strong offense that could score a ton of points quickly. Jalen Green is a great scorer. Kevin Porter it can get hot in a hurry and there's nothing you can do about it. They obviously have Eric Gordon, who's a great shooter. Alperin Sengun is a great low-post player. I really love his versatility. They have a bunch of guys that they could just throw at the wall, and if you give them space, if you give them opportunity, they will score a ton of points. Now, they will give up a ton of points on the other end. Their defense is not particularly strong. So, to me, this game, this is a great opponent to play coming off the struggles you had against Sacramento. Yes, Orlando scored 123 points in that game um, with overtime, uh, but but the Magic lost that game because their offense went quiet for 12, for 12 minutes. They scored 12 points in the third quarter, that is the only reason they lost the, that game. Um, they they let Sacramento back into the game. They couldn't find their offense. They had you know six, seven, eight minute stretch where their offense just gave them nothing. It worked early in the quarter. Worked a little bit toward. Didn't work for the rest of the quarter. But they have got to limit those stretches where their offense is doing nothing. Or when their offense is giving them nothing, they got to be hard on defense. They got to be so good on defense. They got to create some turnovers. They got to get some easy baskets to kind of relieve that pressure. Um, this is just what happens with young teams. It happened with the Rockets Saturday. It's gonna. It happened with the Magic Saturday. When young teams struggle to score, their defense gets tighter, their offense gets tighter, and you can just feel that pressure building up and contracting and 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 making it harder for them to operate and harder for them to do the things that they want to do. Orlando needs to find that release valve. They need to find a way to relieve that pressure and, and put the team in a better position in a better spot to score to to do what they need to do to win games. Um, that's the real truth of it. That's that's really what it comes down to. Um, and so I would say that's kind of the big battle of this game. Um, yes, three-point shooting is going to matter. Yes, the defense is going to matter. But it's going to be how do you manage your mistakes? How do you limit your mistakes? How do you find that release valve, that release pressure? How quickly can you find that, that, that release valve to relieve that pressure and get you back into what you know you can do and doing it well? These are two very, very young teams. They're both going to go through those moments. They're both going to have those struggles. It, this isn't going to be a game, you know, it could very well be a game where one team dominates the other. Uh, I, if, if that happens, I would say it's Orlando dominating Houston um, because they're home, because I think Orlando's a little bit more consistent with what they do. Um, they're not getting blown out. They're losing close games. 
Um, so I, I do think Orlando is the favorite to win this game, and I, and I think if there is a chance for a blowout, it's going to be on the Orlando side. But this game is going to be about limiting mistakes um, and, and, and staying focused on the game plan and executing that game plan well because if the Magic don't execute their game plan well, Houston will bury them. They are a good offensive team. They will challenge and pressure that defense. And, and yes, Orlando's length is going to help. It's going to keep the ball out of the paint, and I think Houston will, str- will struggle. Um, I think Wendell Carter will be a great defensive battle against Alperen Sengun and, and some of the things they try to do with him in the low post. But Orlando's got to work on themselves, focus on themselves. If they do the things that they're capable of, they, they should win this game. And, and frankly, sorry, sorry, Jackson, should win this game fairly easily. Tip-off is tonight at 7.15 p.m. at the Amway Center. As always, uh, the reason why all the NBA games are starting at weird times and why all 30 teams are playing tonight is tomorrow is election day. The NBA will take the day off tomorrow, so no NBA games tomorrow to make sure that they give their players, their staff, and give you the time to vote. If you haven't done so already, please, 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 please make a plan to vote on Tuesday. If you didn't vote early, if you voted early, if you voted voted by mail, thank you for your votes. Thank you for participating in our democracy. Um, if you haven't voted yet, go make a plan to vote. Make your plan to vote Tuesday. Remember, if you're, I believe the law is, if you're in line, they cannot turn you away, even if it's after. Uh, after the polls close. So as long as you are in line to vote, you will get your vote counted. You will, you will be able to vote. Um, that's that's so, so important. Make a plan at lunch to do it. Um, you know, who knows how long lines will be, but make a plan Make a plan to vote. If you haven't done your research on the candidates yet, you can find great resources. The Orlando Sentinel has a great voter guide that I use. Um, my, my TV station, the, the TV station that I work for, Spectrum News 13, has a great voter guide as well. With I believe they have some interactive elements where you can fill out your own sample ballot, kind of learn about the issues, learn about the candidates as well. Um, check your supervisor of elections office for your voter registration information. I know the Orange County Supervisor of Elections Office, shout out to Bill Cowles um, and his uh, and his staff, who I think just do a fantastic job here in Orange County. Um, Orange County Supervisor of Elections Office does a great job telling you exactly what your polling place is, giving you sample ballots, giving you all the information to empower you to make your vote and make it count. Election day is tomorrow, Tuesday, November 8th. So please, if you have not voted already by mail or early, please, please, please uh, make a plan to go out and vote. Also for my friends and family here in Central Florida, we do have a subtropical storm that is preparing to make its way uh, toward Florida and is going to affect Florida over Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it, it appears. Um, we are expecting a ton of rain. So if you, uh, it, 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 Looks like it's going to come ashore as a tropical storm, so not as serious as Ian, but um, especially with what uh, we experienced here uh, with Hurricane Ian, um, if you do live in Central Florida, please start making preparations for a tropical system to come through. We're going to get a lot of rain over the next uh, couple of days uh, over, uh, throughout this week, so please be prepared uh, for that as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you know the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We're buzzing about Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. We're not forgetting about Franz um, over on the site, so check out our great content there. Follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily throughout the game. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. All the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's in quotation marks on my copy. 
Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Brosman Knight. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.